Hello. Welcome to episode two of What We Ate, Hilda's Potatoes. This was a bit of a funny episode to record, actually, because we had literally just gone into lockdown. So it was the first time I tried the format of recording over Skype. So please do forgive a few bumps and creaks that you you might hear at the start, but we very quickly get into our stride. So my guest was Brandon Kirby. Brandon is an absolute foodie. He loves everything to do with food and wine. And he's worked in the hospitality industry for about 15 to 18 years or so. And yeah, you can totally hear how that passion for life and food and drink just like really comes out as he's chatting. The recipe that he shared with us was Hilda's Potatoes. Hilda was Brandon's housekeeper when he was growing up in South Africa and Hilda was with his family since before he was born. In his words, she pretty much brought him up. So the recipe is very simple. It revolves around pretty much one ingredient, the potato. It's far from simple. It's an incredibly special recipe to Brandon, just being Hilda's potatoes. Hope you enjoy. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of What We Ate. Today's episode is taking a completely different format given the current outbreak of COVID-19 and the fact that we're all housebound right now and we were not allowed to leave basically at all. Yeah. So what are you going to be making today? Uh, today is a simple dish, but, but quite time consuming. It's a potato dish that was cooked by Hilda. Um, she was uh, my maid in South Africa and she kind of brought me up from when I was really young so I regard her as a parent so yeah that's going to be quite fun the dish is quite simple but it does take some time to complete um it's just potato uh, and that's <laughs> it really so what you do is it's in the it's in the actual cooking of the pro- the process of cooking it is what's important once a week used to be uh, fish and chip night in in South Africa um with with my folks and I and uh Hilda um who was with my family for 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 our well my entire life, and uh, she she used to cook this one element of the dish while my mum was doing the fish, uh, Hilda would be doing the potatoes, so it would take around forty five minutes to to prepare. Um, yeah, I've got a picture of her here. Let me see. Oh my God! Look at her. Yeah, Aww. so she was basically like my mum when I was growing up because she was there looking after us and making sure that we were behaving. But she Wait, used to make this dish and it was awesome because the, the, the care and attention that she showed these these simple potatoes, humble potatoes, and the outcome was this, this beautiful, fluffy little squares of potato that absorb all the butter um, and all the seasoning that you put into it. So it, it takes time, low heat, and yeah, and that's how it's done. When was the last time that you saw Hilda? When that photograph was taken. So it was back in South Africa. I think we were in Kirtlington at the time. Yeah, unfortunately, she passed away um, about two years after that photograph was taken. Yeah, which is really sad. But I mean, I, I, uh, it just stuck in my mind as one dish. I mean, she used to do samp and beans for us, which is another thing which I really, really enjoyed. And she, again, used to spend hours on that dish to get it perfect. But with this dish, I used to watch her and see how she did it and the, the amount of love that she gave this damn potato it was amazing <laughs> you know it's, it's, some people would just chuck it in and sh- sh- and that's it and serve you know she would lovingly turn these things almost individually 
I mean, I don't think I'm going to go no, down that no. route, but it was just, they were so, so good. Um, and, and, and as full disclosure, I have not been able to make them as good as she has. So hopefully this time uh, we can get close. So when you have, when, when you have Hilda's potatoes, does that ever take you back to a particular time or is it, does it, what does it do for you? Yeah, it does. It takes me to probably my teenage years. Yeah. So it was a Friday night we used to have him and she was, um, what did she make them every Friday night? Pretty much, yeah. So my mum used to do the fish. It was the, the batter that she used in Shallow fly, uh, Friday. Uh, that was really good too. Paying more attention I, to the potatoes. I'm really happy that you said your mum made fish with these potatoes because I've bought fish to go with the potatoes I'm going to make tonight. <laughs> so I'm obviously going to try and try and like follow you. It's going to be like a ready, steady, eat type setup, I suppose. And you're going to tell me what to do. But I've bought some sea bass from Sainsbury's. So just going to like pan fry that and hopefully it tastes okay well i'm smashing a hannibal um a hannibal yeah it's from a a grower in south africa called boshard van Laysen, and it's uh, just outside of harmonis about three kilometers outside of harmonis inland um beautiful old winery for people who don't know where harmonis is it's uh down the coast from cape town it's on the east coast isn't it yeah you go up to larry's pass outside of cape town and up and over and it's great for whale watching um one of the best places in south africa to whale watch it is the whale watching place yeah it's beautiful um so yeah you're traveling to harmonis that's 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 the best bit but then if you want to go and uh, sample some great wine boshard van Laysen is just about three kilometers up um it's quite difficult to find but uh it's definitely worth it and their 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 best wine to come out of their winery is the hannibal and i believe there's six grapes in there so it's quite a big blend quite powerful quite bold not much in the way of tannin but it definitely is there um nice smooth finish good one so i went for a white wine tonight because i'm going to have fish later so you just obviously think okay i'm going to have fish i'll have a white wine with it but have you been um stockpiling your wine since we've gone into lockdown yeah i mean i I was staring over at my wine uh, selection and thinking to myself i'm not i'm just not going to tuck into those wines because they just a they mean too much to me and b some of them just cost too much so i'm not going to just dive in and drink them so we've had to try and sort of grab wherever we can well we've been trying to you know not stockpile but we've been trying to buy some nice wines the last couple of weeks whilst we can um, and also it's a whole thing about supporting local like independent wine shops and that sort of thing so we've bought, bought what we can but I'm already worrying that we're, we're going to be too low soon we found um, there is two local guys that we, we use for our wine. Uh, Hannibal's not readily available in the country, but this one supplier does do it. I was thinking about signing up to like, uh, what's it, Naked Wines or Lathwaite's or yeah. whatever, because I used to get a delivery from Lathwaite's ages ago, and I think they're still yeah. operating at the moment. I got a wine, uh, the, the Naked Wines, I got one through the post day before yesterday, actually, and I, it just sort of twigged my mind again. And that's that's not a bad shot there. They give you a case sort of, you know, every month. Yeah. Um, with with a selection of wines that they think you'll like. I don't know what the cost is. I didn't look, but it does seem pretty good. It isn't too bad. It's it's a pretty good deal. And also, if we're going to be on lockdown for three months, it might be a nice treat because we're not going to be spending our money anywhere else. <laughs> okay, let's go cook. going to be tricking along with you in this podcast and I haven't done this before so hopefully it all works out. Can you talk me through what ingredients I need exactly to make Hilda's potatoes? Okay so so what I've got is a uh, salted butter which you'll need. 
Okay, I'm going to get it from the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably need, uh, I'd say, half this block for, for a portion for two people. Or if you're going to do for a family of four, I would say the full block. Okay, got it. Yep. And then what I've done is uh, I bought this from Waitrose, um, but, but you can make it yourself. And generally, uh, I, I usually do. So what I do is I have garlic, uh, I use butter, I use coriander and some fresh herbs. Is this the garlic butter that you were telling me to have prepped? Because basically I've just taken I've just taken half a block of butter and put three cloves of garlic in it and my kitchen yeah. stinks of garlic at the moment. Have you chopped the garlic nice and fine? Uh, as fine as can be. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not professional fine. The, the only reason I say this is, I mean, I've done prawns before with the cubed garlic, which is chopped roughly. And it doesn't turn out as well. If you blend it, the garlic then tends to, to merge with the butter almost. So when it's cooking over slow heat, you don't want the garlic to burn. But I might just like try and pulverize this a little bit. I've got a spoon and I'm just like hitting the bowl of butter at the moment. But am I meant to put the herbs with it? Well, you, yeah, you can, you can do. So basically what you want is for the butter to, it contains all of the flavor that's going to go into the potatoes. So oh. what happens over time is that you're, as you're cooking on slow heat, you're going to have the butter absorbing into the potatoes. So if you know what a potato fondant is, it's basically the same uh, the same idea of a potato fondant. But you're going to have lots of little mini potato fondants, you know, delicious, full of butter. Um, so, yeah, so, so all of your flavor is coming from your, your mixed butter. Okay, so I've got my fresh herbs out, so I'm just going to chop them up and add them to the butter right now. Dice them nice and fine. Okay, got you. So... When did you first meet Hilda? Well, so she was with my family um, before I was born. So I've always I've always known her, um, and and like I said before, she she was like a parent figure to me, because my folks used to work a lot. So the general day to day, getting ready for school, um, that sort of thing, it would be it would be Hilda. So I, I regarded her as uh, as a member of the family. Yeah. No, the great thing about Hilda is that she was. If if she if she could see that 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 she enjoyed something we enjoyed something she would incorporate bits of what she knew into bits of our culture and it would bring it together. So we would then we would find ourselves eating dishes on a monthly basis that had some influences from her past um, and from her bringing as well. Yeah. So when when we um when we're cutting the potatoes and prepping the potatoes, we want to uh, get those little squares. And we want to get them quite perfect. And the reason we want them all quite perfect and the same is because when we are boiling it, um, we don't want some to cook more than others. Because if that happens, you'll find that the potatoes will start to turn mushy and some will remain hard. And then you'll start getting the breakup of potato. Potato that's broken up will start to burn. Keep everything even. And then the reason I said before, it, it, might, it sounds very simple. You can't leave the pan. You know, once you've got the perfect size potato um, and you've got it in the pan, you, you've got to stay by that pan and make sure that they're being turned and you have to see that they, they're okay. Okay, so are we not going to be roasting these potatoes? Are we just put, cooking them in a pan? In a pan with lots of butter. We're going to start them off with olive oil or, or with oil just to get them going. Um, and then what yeah. we do is we, we add butter as we go. And what will happen is as we're cooking it on low heat, that butter is going to start to absorb into the potatoes. So you want to get as much out of this potato as possible. I mean, I'm just going to slice the potato. I'm just making cubes, aren't I? You are making cubes, but try and make them exactly the same size. Got you, got you, same size cubes. Okay, 
I'm cubing up the potato. Um, so this garlic butter that I've made, it is like quite a hard butter still. Do you think I need to soften it? No, hard's fine um, because we're going to melt it into the pan before we add the uh, potatoes. Okay, let's chop these potatoes. So I'm done on potatoes. I'm not cooking that many. Well, I don't know. Maybe I should cook more potatoes. How many are you doing? But I've just done two potatoes. Um, yeah, what I'd normally say is do double what you normally do. And the reason I say that is because you get a lot of off cuts. And if you want perfectly square, I'd say double what you normally use. Okay, Brandon, you love cooking. What are the three things that you always have in your kitchen? Ooh, well, I mean, salt. <laughs> I always have salt in the kitchen. Uh, mixed herbs as well, I find very, very important. Uh, olive oil. Top three, it's hard because I love truffle and I love truffle oil. Ooh, a truffle. What do you have truffle with, though? Well, this is the thing because it's, it's a, it, there's, a, there's a company called a Zest and Zing. And again, I'm not being paid. Okay, just to clarify, no one is being paid on this podcast. <laughs> We're just talking. But, but, but here, you've got uh, Zest and Zing do this wonderful product called Black Truffle Sea Salt. And I'm not, you can buy a Black Truffle Sea Salt uh, from, from Waitrose. Yes, it's a good product, but you can hardly taste the truffle. Whereas with this guy, it's, it's insanely potent. Two or three pinches. So how do you have your truffle? Because some people love it with scrambled eggs. Some people like it in a bit of olive oil. I, I tend to say anything that I'm going to, if I'm going to use truffle oil, I don't use any sort of chili or anything like that. So any dish that you can find that doesn't, it doesn't got heat in it. I say you can have truffle with it, in my opinion. So eggs, yes. Um, it, heavier foods like mincemeat, you know, it's going to get lost. Yeah, I got you. It's like when people get too excited with scallops and start adding all these crazy things, you lose the flavor of the sweet scallop. So if you think of the same in the same way with, with truffle salt or truffle, um, you don't want to overpower. So you don't want to have anything like, like a mincemeat. Are you saying anything that would usually have chili, you could definitely add truffle to it? No, the opposite. Chili will cancel out truffle. Um, so you will not get the same flavor profile from it. Um, it almost It almost disappears. No, I mean, you would not have it together, but you said eggs, yeah. and eggs, I definitely put chilli in my eggs all the time. I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah, you can. So uh, as a seasoning, like shaved truffle, yes, fantastic, but to obtain shaved truffle is uh, virtually impossible unless you have a very large bank balance and you know, <laughs> and you know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. Oh, I really, I really want to do one of those truffle hunts. Like you can yeah, go to go apparently yeah you can go to Italy and go on a like a proper hunt for truffle with the dogs or mm. the pigs is it pigs or I'm just making that up <laughs> no, no no pigs it definitely was traditionally pigs but you can get you can get dogs now that are amazingly good at it that yeah they'll sniff it out I mean there was one chap I saw it online the other day he he sold this truffle that was about double the size of your fist um, and it was a white truffle which is even more expensive more rare. Uh, than the black and uh it sold for thousands and thousands of pounds that's insane but then someone's just going to eat it absolutely i know that's so <laughs> delicious though <laughs> so yeah i'd have truffle definitely some sort of truffle in my kitchen and just seasoning i i tend to have salt that i'll, I'll either i'll use a molden salt and then i'll blend it with something so sometimes i'll dry out some time i'll put time in the freezer to, to hold it a bit longer uh, but then when it is completely gone I thaw it out, chop it up, chuck it in a blender so it turns into a powder, and I throw it into my salt. 
So so different different weeks, I'll have different salts um, with different herbs that are blended in. So I'll have something truffle, something salt, and then the other is, is a sort of mixed herbs of sorts. And those are my three. It's a really good tip. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Okay, I've got I've got all my potatoes peeled now. So what you want to do with the potatoes, you have starch in potatoes, and when you're making crisps, you want to remove as much of that starch as possible so you can crispen them up. So what you want to do with the water, you want to get the water into the pan and then swish the potatoes around and then empty that water out. Do that process again two or three times. And the reason I say that is because you're wanting to get rid of as much of the starch as possible from the potato. What, so I'm rinsing my potatoes? Yeah, rinse them about two or three times. And then you you only add your potatoes to the water when it starts boiling, don't you? Um, yeah. Okay, so water, water, water. Get the water to boil. Brandon, do you think this is a recipe that you'd ever pass on to anyone? I would have thought so. I'd, I'd hope so, yeah. It's it's definitely something that I a family member would benefit from. It. You know, my mother-in-law was around the other day, and uh, she brought some beautiful fillet steak that she got up in. Uh, she's near Hadley, was it Hadley? And um, she got this beautiful, beautiful fillet steak. We had the end bitch, which was like the Chateaubriand, I suppose. And she brought the steak up, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to be doing these potatoes. I haven't cooked them in a while, so why don't we give it a bash? I did it then, and then, and, you know, my, my mother-in-law looked at that and thought, Brandon, those are amazing. <laughs> you know, and, and that's and I made a mushroom sauce, a mushroom and pepper sauce that went with it. And the, the mushroom and pepper sauce took half an hour to prepare. You know, so all in all, when you're doing it all together, that dish took just a simple steak, mushroom sauce, and potatoes. Took me over an hour and a half. Do you tell people it's Hilda's potatoes if anyone says they taste good? I tend to always do. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I do miss it terribly. But can you tell me like a typical meal that you used to have when you had the potatoes, Hilda's potatoes? Um, so mostly it was with fish on a Friday night. But but my mum used to do like um, this, I don't know, it was a crazy batter that she did. It was like quite fluffy and lovely. But we used to have it with that. And then the only part I didn't like as a child was the peas. But back then, I did not like the peas. Oh my, um, oh my God, so it was like your South African fish and chips on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, she used to do them with, with other things as well. Um, we used to have them, strangely enough, with a... What's the yeah. one with lamb? Oh, uh, shepherd's pie. So shepherd's pie that has a potato lid, funnily enough. But then we also had to, we had these side portions of these wonderful potatoes. And again, that dish had peas in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hilda liked the peas. It is funny how smells and tastes and just, just take you straight back. Because I can picture the house, I can picture the uh, where it was cooked, I can picture where I would be sitting. But yeah, it takes you right back to those early years. Yeah. Eat, eating Hilda's potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I need some more wine. So here I've got a Coach de Bordeaux that I've got now. Um, and this one is uh, Tesco Select. See, I had the Sainsbury's Finest earlier. No, wait, yeah. it's not Sainsbury's Finest. That is Tesco Finest. This is te the selected by Tesco. It's not even Tesco's Finest. But I, I know Bordeaux, white Bordeaux's are quite, uh, they hit and miss. I mean, you've got to get a bloody good one to... Uh... So yeah, this is this is really good. I mean, it's it, it's sweet and fruity, which is quite strange. I was expecting for a Bordeaux white to be a bit more complex, but it's quite sweet. 
Oh, we had a white Bordeaux. When we, we went to Sketch last year as a treat for Sam's birthday. And we were about to go... We, we were going to Bordeaux and San Sebastian on the holiday because actually it's they're really close to each other. I think it was like a two or three hour drive. It wasn't that bad. Um, but so we went to the Sketch restaurant before, we, like a few nights before. And the waiter who served us was from Bordeaux. And we told him that we were going to go travel around Bordeaux and San Sebastian yeah. and all that. And he told us to order a white Bordeaux for our dinner. And it was amazing. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really know that you, you got white Bordeaux. You don't. Um, Bordeaux generally are, are, are red. Um, you don't get many in the way of whites. But uh, they do do uh, a really good white wine. I, t- I tell you what, though, when, when we did go to Bordeaux, we, like, oh, we obviously did the wine tasting and <clears throat> like travel around and, I mean... That's pretty much what you do when you go to Bordeaux. And the wine was delicious, but after the second day, Sam and I both said that it was just too heavy for us. Yeah. Like, it gets a bit much when you have it... Every day. Like, 48 hours straight. <laughs> it's just a little bit too much. Too much. Right, so is your are your potatoes now boiling? They are, but it feels like the pan's simmering since I've added them, so... Okay, so when it comes to boil... Then we want to give it six minutes. Okay, six minutes and go. So when your potatoes start boiling, do six minutes. Uh, can I just say that these are very specific instructions? Is, did well, did Hilda teach you? Did Hilda teach you how to do all of this? No, I was. I sort of watched her do it. And and again, depending on the potatoes that you use, you might need to extend that time or lessen that time. Six minutes to me is just a guide. So I, I, I will look at the potatoes, and if you can see, when you, when you pick the potatoes up, if you can see bits flaking off them, stop. Okay. Do you know okay. what I mean? So you, want, you don't want them to be cooked through. You just want them to be... I'm just trying to look at one now. Yeah, so you want... You know when you're doing roast potatoes, and you, you, you do the roast potatoes, you parboil them, you take them out the water, and then you, you add in a bit of butter... You add in some herbs, and then you throw them around on the pan like that. Yeah. And then it gives them that lovely fluffy coating on the outside. So that's basically what we're doing here is we want the potatoes to get that fluffy sort of outer coating. Okay. Yeah, mine are boiling away. Six minutes. (laughs) Do you know what? I've suddenly got so hungry, and all I can smell (laughs) is this garlic butter in my kitchen. Delicious. (laughs) I really, really want to tear off some bread and just, like, dunk it into this garlic butter right now. Do you know, maybe we should do that. Like, when you're telling people to do it, it's just have some uh, have some lovely, crusty bread. Do you know what? I'm going to do it. There's a there's a sourdough loaf in, right in front of me. What have you guys been eating since you've been on lockdown? Have you, be, have you been eating your normal meals, or are you, like, getting experimental? Yeah, no, we're eating better now than we were... I think last night we did a cheeky microwavable meal because we were working until quite late last night. But Melissa's mother uh, came over uh, just before the lockdown. She visited you. That's literally the worst thing to do. That is exactly what the government has been saying you shouldn't be doing. I know, I know. But this is this is before they announced the complete shutdown. She came down and she brought probably about seven bags full of groceries. Um, and in there was was various meats, various vegetables, so uh, we we pretty well stopped. But um, so yeah, we're going to be uh, experimenting a lot with food over the next few weeks. But um, we definitely have been eating well, uh, yeah. probably too well for the tummy. Um, and I reckon by the time we finish this lockdown, I'm going to have hair down to here, a beard out there. 
<laughs> and it's stomach out here. People, people are gonna just look like cavemen. Yeah, like yetis. <laughs> but it's not. It's not just the men though. You know, like women can't go get their hair dyed. Some, some. Yeah, not that it's only women who dye their hair. Men also dye their hair, but it's you know. I, I can't go get my highlights, so I might be showing grey soon. Oh God, I've lost. I've lost a few potatoes to the floor. Hang on. Yeah, I lost a few as well. <laughs> I ate mine. So, I don't know if you can see yeah, that. Yeah, mine look the same. Okay, so basically it's like yeah. lots of little cubes of potato. They're not fluffy. If they're fluffy, then they've done too much. They just want to be, like, yeah. literally evenly boiled throughout. We'll leave them on here for a bit to sort of draw out as much of the moisture as possible. Uh, the longer you leave them on, the better, really, to drain as much of the moisture okay, away. I think my potatoes are pretty dry now. Okay, good. Right, so the frying pan, you want to get it. I've got I've got position five, or uh, setting five on mine. Yeah. Whatever your, the highest is, like my highest is nine, so I've gone to five. Okay, yeah. Even heat, and even heat. Do I need to put olive oil? Um, no, yeah, just enough to sort of cover, to cover the entire frying pan. Yeah, there we go. And that's just going to stop them from sticking when you when you put them straight in because what you want to do is get the pan up to temperature first. So you need to use your hand. Don't please don't put it too close. And then when you know that the pan is up to temperature, you add your potatoes. Brandon, what is the most delicious thing that you've ever eaten in your life? And I feel like you've eaten a lot of good meals. I think you know the the, the thing that really has tickled my fancy over the years. It's going to sound so basic, but for me, literally lobster on a barbecue. It is just, it is, I don't know, you, you basically cook it on the shell side first, and then you lashings of garlic butter inside and let that boil down whilst the heat from the bottom is getting it. And then literally the fire must be roasting hot and you flip it over and you count to 10. One, two, and count to 10 and then whip it off and eat. Would you just put the, do you put the lobster on raw? So basically you're cooking it for about a minute on its uh, shell side and you add loads of garlic butter inside. <laughs> oh my God. This is making me so hungry because I know I'm not going to have lobster on live the braai, as we would say, because we're South Africa. Remember when we were in Cape Town in, in, in Camp Spain, we did that prawn nut. Do you remember? The most delicious meal I think I've ever had. <laughs> so I was telling Joe and Ollie that you were going to do a podcast episode and they said, what is he making? Prawns. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so my potatoes are now touch dry, which is good. My pan is up to temperature. Yep, mine's hot. Mine's ready. Right, in they go. So the trick of this exercise, Jess, is to that they can't burn. Okay, they cannot burn. The potatoes cannot burn. No. So now you've got an even coating of oil all around your little potato squares. They need to crisp up. Okay, let me have a look. Ah, uh, yeah, I definitely don't have enough oil. I'm gonna pour a little bit more in. I'd say probably like a tablespoon of olive oil in your pan. That That's enough. Yep. So what Hilda used to do, um, Hilda used to do them in batches. So she'd keep her oven on uh, warm and then she would, she would do a first batch, put them into a container, put them into the oven to keep them warm. And then do the second batch because obviously she was feeding a large family. But if you, uh, if it's a small family, you can just do it in one pan. But if you want to do more than one or two portions or three or four portions, keep your oven on a warm setting 
And then as you're doing them, just get them onto the oven and keep them warm. Also, can I just say, respect to Hilda for being so committed to cooking potatoes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, she used to do them in batches and put them in the oven. Yeah, no, Hilda, honestly, I'm not going to lie. She um, was one in a million, that lady. I mean, I did not think that potatoes would, I mean, God, there's a lot of finesse and love and care that are going into these potatoes. And I'm really upset that my potatoes are not going to taste anywhere near as good as Hilda's original potatoes right now. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Just to, just to give you an idea of what's going on here, in my kitchen, I don't know about yours, Brandon, but my kitchen is very, like, buttery. There is so oh, yeah. much garlic. I can just smell garlic everywhere. I haven't even actually put the garlic in the pan yet. I've just got this garlic butter sitting in a bowl, and it's very fresh. In my nose. So we've got now we now we've got the, the the potatoes in the pan and they are now lightly frying with the olive oil. So what we want to do is that that is your first bit. If you know how to sort of flip, I don't know if you if you've ever used a frying pan to flip. Making pancakes, maybe. Yeah, flipping pancakes. You can do the same thing with these. And as you're flipping them around, you'll get you'll see that there's a nice little glisten. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna toss them with the wooden spoon. Because I feel like my... Uh, do you know what? I think I did my potatoes for too long. They're already breaking up. Oh! <laughs> so, so the, the, just, to, just to clarify, cubes should, should be around 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres, all equally the same. And also, Jess, the, the type of potato changes because if you're using... There's so many different varieties of potato. It would have been good to let me know what type of potato to buy earlier on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just use a baking potato. Literally. I got a Maris Piper potato. No, wait, I didn't. I didn't. I got a British potato for great family meals. Easy and versatile. I think I maybe did my cubes too small. You said 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres. I yeah. think I know like three centimeters by three centimeters. Ooh, no, that, that that's quite small, yeah. Well, Brandon, you should have said the measurements earlier on in this recording, because <laughs> right now I have got a little stir fry going on. <laughs> it's not going to be Hilda's potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're now we've got a nice, even glistening over our potatoes. What we're going to do now is we're going to add lots of butter. The garlic butter? Yeah. What's lots? Like a big tablespoon? You want a big tablespoon of garlic butter. It's going in. Yep. Oh, I'm quite excited about this. And then, if you think of your, uh, your usual... Let's look at the size. So you've got a 250-gram butter block. So firstly, you cut in the center of your block of butter and then two on either side. And then you okay. want to cut that down so that you've got one of those pieces like that. And that goes in. Okay, so it's like five centimeters of butter yep. on top of my garlic butter. Yep. This is a lot of butter. So the whole point now is that you basically have to get that butter to absorb into the potato. Okay, got you. The result at the end will be a golden crispy coating on those potatoes. Not too crunchy, um, but just a nice golden coating. And within will be all of this butter and garlic goodness that has been soaked into the potato. 
I mean, it smells amazing. It is so buttery and rich and garlicky and herby. And I am so hungry right now. I just want to eat this <laughs> immediately. I've sent you the pictures of the butter. Okay, I'm opening it up. What's up? Oh, it looks like gnocchi, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Actually, it's a good point. It yeah, it looks like... Okay, so when you're cutting your potato, think of gnocchi. And also... You require wine. Oh, 100%. Lots and lots of wine. I think I might go into my red wine then. Okay, so okay, so my, my potatoes have been cooking in the pan for about 12 minutes. Um, they are kind of golden brown, but they're still kind of yellow. Do I need them to cook a bit longer? So I'm going to send you a picture now of what mine are looking like. Okay, wait. Yeah, let me see your pictures. Oh, yours looks so much better than mine. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of mine. And you want that sort of frothy, fluffiness to come through. I mean, my butter's frothing a lot. That's good. Even if they are small, as long as you're you're constantly turning them, but not, not being too aggressive with them. Okay, fine, yeah, because I think maybe mine are bashing up a little bit because they, they were a little bit fluffy when I put them in the pan. I mean, Brandon, yours literally look like gnocchi. They look perfect. Yours don't look bad, but the only difference is, is that they're not square. Yeah. Because they're different sizes, <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're getting them merging, and that's why you're getting them breaking up, because you've got different sizing going on. I mean, they smell bloody delicious. So basically, that froth and fluff that you see, that is exactly what you want and if you look in any sort of top-notch kitchen they finish off things in this way and they add butter and that, that when you eat it in a restaurant you think bloody hell how do they get that to taste so good i cook that at home it doesn't taste anything like it it's just butter isn't it it's just loads Absolutely. of butter do you know what that that would be one of my ingredients that i always have at home eggs butter and lemons i always have lemons lemons Wow. I feel like it just always adds a lot of flavour. If you want to just grate some zest over a salad, or yeah. if you're doing your roast chicken, you need your, your lemons. Yeah, it adds zing to it, yeah. Yeah, even just like, I feel like it's very useful. Okay, so right now my potatoes are going very golden brown, and they're super, super frothing. Nice. Yeah, that froth is what you want. So I'm constantly moving mine around, I'm constantly flipping them over. And you're starting to see a nice golden sheen on them. I need to take a picture of this because it's really satisfying. They're like there's an even there's like an even spread of bubbles in my pan. That's exactly what you want, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good look, honestly. That is that. Oh. Okay, so you want to get some kitchen roll, and then you right. want to place you want to take the potatoes out with a spoon, with a serving spoon, and you want to place them onto the kitchen roll. Oh my god, these smell amazing. Oh, delicious. Bloody Hilda. I tell you, man, she had the right idea. The only problem is, Jess, is that we just, as humans nowadays, with our, with our lives and what we have going on, we just don't have the time, I you mean, know? These potatoes are definitely taking a lot longer than I'd usually spend on potatoes. But it's going to be worth it. It's going to be so worth it. Also, it's the simple potato. The simple potato. It's so versatile. <laughs> Once they are uh, dried out on your kitchen roll, they're, they're ready. Oh, my so... God, they look bloody delicious. Wait, I'm going to have a little bite. Hang on. Oh, yeah. That is a good potato. Oh, wait, I'm going to have another one. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, Melissa, when I was doing it the other night, that was she was coming past and, and just kept nicking them out of the air. Uh... Yeah, and you could you can just like nick one at a time because they're so so little. Yeah. Oh my god, these are delicious. Brandon, if there's any tips that you could give to someone who's trying to make these potatoes at home, which I hope maybe they do, you never know. <laughs> what what would your main tip be? Time. Give it time. Um, if you if you if you move away from the pan, chances are it's going to burn. What I would say as well is, if you want them to be extra special, when you finish frying them up, and the whole you know when when you finish and you're done, leave them in the pan for another five minutes. Oh, to soak up the oil. To yeah. soak up the butter, and that's that, and that's the final process. Um, I'd only leave them in for for no longer than five minutes because you don't want them to become soggy. Okay, I'm gonna make some sea bass now. Cook it up with these potatoes. Yeah. Brandon, thank you so much for sharing Hilda's potatoes. Well, I hope people out there get just, you know, especially in this time now, just, just get excited about cooking again. Um, and just remember to, to, to try and save as much of stuff that you're using. So if there's offcuts, if there's things you're not using, make sure you, you're keeping it for later. Don't throw anything away. Um, sustainability all the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice one. Thank you so much. I'm fed up to Hilda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy I'm gonna enjoy Hilda's potatoes tonight with some sea bass and a big glass of white wine. Okay, bye, bye, stay safe. Alright, bye Jess. Bye now. Yes, uh, Melissa's back in the room. Say hello, Melissa. Hello. No, here. Oh. There. Oh. Hello. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> look. Look at these little potatoes.